You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Hey, listeners. This podcast episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. If you want a free trial and 10% off, that is a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code NOTHING at checkout. A better website starts a better web starts with your website and a better website starts with your website frankly cool so if you want to get 10 percent off uh visit squarespace.com and enter the promo code nothing at checkout we know nothing we know Welcome to We Know Nothing. It's uh, Nikki Glazer. Hey, everybody. It's Phil Hanley. Hi. I'm Anya Marina. I'm so honored to be here today with you both. <laughs> <laughs> I know you meant that, but it sounds so... Very NPR. Sincere. Uh, my voicemail hey. on my outgoing thing just says, like, hi, you've reached Anya, and please leave a message because I care about you very much. And when I recorded it, I wasn't serious. <laughs> but everybody that leaves a message is like, wow, that was so nice. Thank you so much. You're getting a lot of calls <laughs> from very spiritual people, like people who are like new agey. Yeah. But, but I, I know, but I, I've, now I've come to actually believe what I said. Yeah. Like now I sort of mean it. I realize I've never left a message for you because I, I don't leave messages for people like ever. I do it. I like them. Oh, they, really? I love, sometimes I listen to messages multiple times wow there's something really nice about it i love leaving messages but i just don't do it like i do love just talking and then i end up saying something really funny and weird it's just kind of like a, a way to just rant yeah a little bit i used to have a friend molly jensen who would leave me these four minute long messages and i would get on her like why are you nobody's listening to voicemails anymore this is when everybody just started texting yeah but now i feel like i'm like one of those people that doesn't watch tv and listens to albums yeah and doesn't listen to CDs. It so feels retro. Back. It feels back. good though. Yeah. This is a message I leave. Hey Anya, it's Nikki. Um, just <laughs> calling to say. Oh wait, you're calling me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's my. That's a mess. That's every message I leave. Exactly. My best friend leaves me messages all the time, and I. He's you know I'll listen to him. He's so funny. I'll listen to him a bunch of times. Yeah. That's all it's, I have yeah, to say. It's, <laughs> <laughs> there should have been that's more it. there. Yeah, no, that's it. It's that's all you're bringing <laughs> yeah, to the table yeah. today. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> Just like have a cold and a little <laughs> message about my best friend's messages. <laughs> Why you sick. got a cold? Uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot on my plate. Like, it's summer. No one gets cold. I know. I know. It's hot. I have don't you know. Have been making out with uh, females? Have I been making out? There, I, I have made out with somebody, but uh, yeah, possibly. And um, oh, no, but I don't think that's coy. it. I don't think that's possibly. it. Possibly. We haven't seen each other in um, so long. So long. I don't even know the last. Oh wait, yes I do. We were on at midnight together. We were on at midnight. But before then, who knows? It was, was a sound stage. We said goodbye on. That was yeah. last time I saw you. Was on the. Um, yeah, thing. it was just like peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you got eliminated, and that was that. I saw you after that. Yep. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't bring up the elimination <laughs> part, but yeah. It was so funny. I yeah. gotta say, that was my. I love At Midnight. I'm now a new fan since Nikki's on it, like every other week. But that was my favorite one to date because I knew you 
Phil, uh-huh. Mickey, and Joe. And it you guys was so all fun. It was really fun. Doing I it had with a blast. your friends is like the best. It like that show because I've done it with like. Judd Apatow and Patton Oswalt and I'm like in Gaffigan and I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I want to impress them so much and I'm not trying. I'm just having, f- it's more fun. It's just fun when you yeah, do things with I could see that it would with. be intimidating with those guys. Yeah. I just watch for the chemistry between Nikki and Chris Hardwick because he seems like he's got an extra special little sparkle. He, he seems to be a big Doesn't fan. He? He, he's a he fan, but he's, he yeah, guffaws at all is. her jokes, which uh, I love. It's uh-huh. so nice. He's, he's great. He's very, uh, it, he's just a great host. I like learn a lot from him because whether or not he's, <laughs> he, I think he's sincere, but like, he can't be sincere every time. It's impossible for someone to be that, laugh that hard at every person's thing. And sometimes he just won't laugh because he doesn't get it or something. But yeah. like most of the time he gives a good, hearty, sincere yeah. laugh. He just, that's why the show works. He is the reason the show is so fun. He seems, he, it seems sincere to me. And yeah. it seems sincere even before I watched the show. And some people, I swear, I can like, and be like, yeah, that's not. But it seemed really, he seemed sincere. He seemed sincere whenever Before I watched the show. Before you did the show. Before I did the show, sorry. Before yeah. you watched the show, you didn't did know not anything. Seem, yeah, I didn't even know he laughed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, yeah, before I did the show. Yeah, and then on the, when you were like near him, it seems totally sincere. Yeah. And you really want him to You really want him to laugh. One of the nicest guys in comedy. I made a list of the nicest guys in comedy the other day. <clears> and he wasn't on it, but he should be on it. It was like Henry Phillips, Ryan Hamilton, um... Phil, you didn't make the list. Are you serious? <laughs> I, you should have been on it. Yeah, you, you'd I, be in like the top, I'd say five. Oh, okay. Seven, I was gonna, I was gonna say three. Eight. Okay, all right. Really? Greg Warren, another one of the nicest guys. Okay. No, actually, Greg, Greg can be a little. He's nice to you. No, he's right. like big brotherly. But he's nasty. nice. He, Everyone he seems loves re- him. I'd put him on the thing. I would have put myself up there too, though. But so what do, what do I know? But you know what? Um, it's fun to make those lists. Can I bring up this yeah. hairstylist thing? She loves the way you dress, Phil. I oh, guess, really? I have to bring this up because a lot of people have been listening to the podcast. Uh-huh. And thank you for letting me be a part of it on certain episodes. It's so much fun. And I, You're lo- like in it. Yeah. Let's admit it. Let's, yeah, let's come to terms host. with that. Great. What's my salary? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. Uh, a uh, awake tea every I bought, third yeah, episode. Yeah, thank you for I bought you a tea today. today. Um, Not that I'm one of the nicest guys in comedy, but yeah. I <laughs> so I was getting my hair done, and and she's and I'm thinking I can't wait for her to start scrubbing my head in the sink, and then this memory goes off of a previous podcast we were where we were talking about oral and other service things that happen to us in life, and how much we hate when people are doing things that we think are. Not de- demeaning, but like that they must hate doing, like pedicures, manicures. Yes. Remember that conversation? Yes. And you uh-huh. were like, I feel bad for the girl that's like scrubbing my head. Yeah. So I was going to start telling my hairstylist this story about that just to just to share it with her. And then I'm like, I start telling the story. I'm like, my roommate's a comedian. And then she cuts me off and she goes, oh, that's funny. I know one comedian. And I go, who? And she goes, Phil Hanley. And I'm like, What? And I go, that's bizarre because I was just going to... And then some weird thing happened in my brain that shorted out and I couldn't remember my train of thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because and that's I, a big thing to come in yeah, to it, interrupt it. It was like the exact person that I was going to start telling her the story about. And I was like, I can't believe I've forgotten the story I was going to tell you, but I'll think of it. And then like an, half an hour later when she's scrubbing my head, I'm like, I remember <laughs> it. I remember what it is. But anyway, she loves you. And she does your hair too? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she has for a couple of years. Wait, how do you guys find this woman? I found her through the salon Woodley and Bunny, which doesn't exist anymore in Williamsburg, because my Portland hairstylist had recommended him. I think okay. all the cool that's where I history I, people know each other across. I the used to live across. I lived like a block away from there, so I just started going in there. In well, in Williamsburg. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you lived in. You always lived in. in and so then she changed yeah. salons, and you guys went with her. Correct. Yeah, that place closed. And then she emailed like her clients and said, I'm going to be at this this spot. How did we never know that we had saw the same girl? I'm not sure. I freaked out because I, I was on the road. Why would you ever know that? I don't know. I feel like Phil's always commenting on my gorgeous locks. You do have beautiful hair. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. And then, uh, yeah, you sent me a photo of you and uh, and, and oh, whatever in her name. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. Anyway, she loves you and thinks you're hilarious. And she. Oh, that's nice. She didn't seem to be super anti like scrubbing people's heads, but she also wasn't like, I love scrubbing people's heads. Normally, because at the old place, she didn't do it, but now she's at a, the old right. place, they just got like some teenager to rub your head. And I was like, oh, this is That's weird. right. She was sort of saying like, yeah. when you start in this industry, you start scrubbing heads. So yeah. it's kind of like doing dishes it's right? like opening. at a restaurant. It's like opening, it's opening on the road. It's yeah. opening. Yeah. I was thinking opening in a restaurant. <laughs> when you open in a restaurant, you have to like, do the salt shakers and like all yeah. the crap or when just like the were you a waitress yeah ever? me too did, did they ever tell you to marry the ketchups what is oh like oh when that you go, sounds you put nasty. them on top of each other and like yeah empty. i Ew, never marry that's them. how i learned the verb marry i remember i, I was don't like 19 i'm like what i don't believe in ketchup marriage no <laughs> neither do i i'm staunchly against it well you know what's not awful squarespace oh yeah that's what I hear. Yeah, if what you want to start it's your own website, Squarespace is the place to do it. It's easy. You just sign up. You can use our promo code NOTHING. Go to squarespace.com. Type in promo code NOTHING for 10% off and a free uh, trial. And you just build your own website. It looks dope. They don't. They look really good. Yeah, they don't look like websites that you would make like by yourself. It looks like you've been to websites where you would be like shocked that that's Squarespace. Not that's because it's so good. And you have 24-7 support, um, anything you need for an online store, portfolio. Um, so please support our podcast. Go to squarespace.com uh, slash nothing. Promo code. Promo code nothing. Oh. Yeah, I think it's yeah, promo, it's promo code, code nothing. Yeah, it's promo code nothing, yeah. And get 10% off. Please do it. And, Plus uh, the free trial. You already get the free trial. Oh, yeah, you get the free trial. And it's like it starts at like $8 a month. I mean, it's nothing, guys. Uh, I'm going to do it. Are you going to do yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to build a do Squarespace. Have a I have a website, but uh, I'm going to redo it and use Squarespace. I'm actually in the process. Oh, great. Yeah, Are you also in the process? process. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, working in the restaurant and it it was kind I kind of there's parts of it I miss. I liked I liked that you didn't know what you were going to get like the tip was like a surprise every time. Like I didn't like making an hourly wage cuz it's like boring. You know what you're making, but like a tip you you seem to have some kind of control over it. But you really don't. Although I just listened to a podcast the other day, Freakonomics, about tipping, and they've done all these studies, and the people who make the best tips are blonde women in their 30s with big boobs hmm. and slender figures out of everyone who makes tips and who also draw happy faces on checks or leave like a candy or something. And when you drop off the, if you drop off the tip, you touch the person. Really? That's, those wow. are all the qualifications that, so I should get back into waitressing. <laughs> what, you love candy. I love drawing. candy. I love touching people. Happy faces, right? And uh, I got some big old titties. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, you do. Uh, no, they go down, up and down from birth control. I just got on the, um, what's it called? The pill? small titty pill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the old uh, <laughs> STP. Um, what's it? The thing that they put in you for five years. IUD. Yes, IUD. <laughs> oh, we talked about that. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I doubt in five years I'm going to remember to take that out. I'll remind you. I got, like, it. <laughs> I got it in my phone. Will you set a reminder on yeah, your phone? Yeah, I have a reminder on my phone. I like, who knows where I'll be in five years? Like, who knows that who I'm going to... Who knows gonna... where it'll be in five years? That's <laughs> true. It was the most painful... I, I think I talked about this. It was the most yeah. painful thing ever to get it inserted. Don't do it. It seems like a great form of birth control, though, when you're in a monogamous relationship. Hell yeah, yeah, if right. you're in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. But wait, if you aren't, it's still... Oh, because you should use condoms if you're not. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to get the Anything. AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> the AIDS. There's a lot of things you can get. I just got all my... Because uh, I'm... Uh, you just got all, all your diseases? I'm, <laughs> no, I'm single. <laughs> I'm single again. And not that I think that anything... Like that my ex-girlfriend like cheated on me or anything like, mm -hmm. like that. But she was... Uh, we didn't wear condoms. So I just got all, I, I was home in Canada. I got all my tests done. That'd be yeah. weird if yeah. she wore a condom. Uh, she wore, yeah. You just said thing. we wear condoms like people say we're pregnant. Oh, like, really? We I wore condoms? Do, you do wear. people say that as couples? We wear condoms? I like We how didn't. We he's didn't. Progressive. Progr yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm a feminist. And uh, so we, <laughs> yeah, so I got all my, and because I said this on the podcast, I so, and I don't want to sound preachy, but if everyone did that, if everyone after, yes. Uh, Anytime they had unprotected sex, then got all the tests done, then it would eradicate uh, STDs. Andy Bola. If both people, that that's what I do. If I'm next time I'm seeing someone, if I'm in a relationship, she gets all her tests done. I get them done. I just got mm -hmm. mine done. And then if you're clean, then you can uh, use an IUD. Were you a little, sc were you a little scared? Not at all, because no, because I'd been like super. I'm so careful now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I did I ever tell you when I got an AIDS test with my mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I remember that. The, I was like, I went to lunch with my mom when I was back in St. Louis, and we got into like a huge fight. It was with my mom and sister, and I was just being a, a bitch. Like, I just fall right back into like high school Nikki when I'm home, and I was just being a bitch to my mom because I have resentment issues. And so, and, but it was something that like I was being kind of, um, I don't know what the, th it was passive aggressive because I was like, Say I, I wanted to make her mad about something that she couldn't be mad about, but like would still tick her off. So we're driving home after lunch, and we've gotten into a, we've gotten into a fight. And she's like, "You know what? You're just a little bitch." Like she called me a bitch at lunch because I was being a bitch. I'll admit uh -huh. it. Like I remember that day. I was like, "I'm a bitch." So we're driving home, and I was like, "I'm still mad at her." And I saw the sign on the side of the road that said "Free AIDS Test," "Free HIV Test." And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get an AIDS test. So I pull over and she's like, you're what? And I was like, yeah, it, which she can't be mad at that. Like, yeah. that's a responsible thing to do. And, uh -huh. and it's free. And I was like, you should get one too, mom. She's like, you are got to be joking me. I'm not getting an AIDS test, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> and I went in. I made her sit there while I went in this back room and got a fucking AIDS test. And like, it, it was the perfect backhanded thing to do because a mom does not want yeah. To th but it's also like she can't stop me from getting no. an AIDS test. Right. I just wanted to kind of rub in her face like I have sex. And Did you, you act can't. nervous while you're waiting for the results? I mean, yeah, because you you leave and you're like, I have AIDS. Yeah. Like you 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 definitely like are convinced that because they ask you all the questions and you're like, oh yeah, I've got it. And then I think Sarah Silverman has a joke about it or something, but it really does happen where the hours be before they call you or there's. I think they're like, we'll call you if you have AIDS. And then they like, don't if you don't. But yeah. it's like, 
You just wait. When? Oh, no, no, no. They called and said you're negative. But like when you're waiting on the phone, you just convince yourself you do. Yeah. Which um, I don't. Thank God. But I remember telling my mom, like, I don't have AIDS. And she's like, of course you don't have AIDS. But she was like so mad. You're like, like well. could it be? I loved it. I love doing that. I got the 20 minute test this time. Or no, they do it right away. They test you and they give you the results like within like three minutes. It's for AIDS? Uh, yeah. HIV. Yeah. They, uh, but the woman, she's great, but she was a little, like, I think, I don't think she had done the test for a little while or whatever. So she was a little like, oh no, you put this one in first. I'm like, yeah, just God. get it right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She's like, God, oh, no. Cause it's like, you do the test. They take just like a prick of your finger. Then they put it in this like little disposable plastic dish thing. And then they just add these like droppers huh. and then you wait a second or whatever. I had to wait. I had to yeah. wait a long time. A oh long really? Time? How long? I just had a full test for, or for everything, just to be completely safe, and, it uh -huh. went, and then I got my bill, and it's like an eight hundred dollar bill <gasps> for all this stuff. Canada was free. Do you have wow. HPV? No. You don't. Uh uh. <clears throat> That's amazing. I know. That's really. I'm impressed. When I was. I would look really. Is it that common? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody has everyone it. Everyone. My it. my doctor actually said everyone has it. Really? Yeah. I don't want it. I'm going to get a vaccine. You can get a vaccination now. 600 bucks. Well, yeah. Uh, I think you you sure you don't have it. I don't even know that they can test for it in guys. Oh, really? Wait, let me just look this up because I've always I don't wondered have it. this. No, well, there's one. I, there's, there's one with symptoms. I definitely don't have that. Yeah, exactly. I, I have the invisible kind that's just There's a doctor me. listening to this show, like just shaking just like, his head. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Let's remind you of the title of the podcast. But uh, also, uh, I met a girl uh, recently and she said that uh, she got a uh, vaccine. You can get vaccinated. Yeah, you get the, um, God, what is it called? The, the shot that you go in for three times. But you got, and a lot of mothers give it to their daughters like before they're sexually active. Yeah. And they're, and like there's the Christian right who are saying like, don't do that because that's telling your daughter to go have sex then or whatever. What is no, it? It's, not. it's like no. you get a shot, you get three different shots over the course of, I think like three years. I could be totally wrong about this, but um, you know, it's that whole shot where their, their slogan is one less. I'm one less because hmm. it's like it prevents HPV, but uh, yeah, but you have to get it before you're like, you know, sexually, sexually active, active or like they want to get smart. girls started on it really young, but it also is like, oh, well, I have to admit now that my little young daughter is going to have sex someday and it's just like hard for parents. To oh my God. Around. People you, are so lame. But, uh, but then there's one that you can get at any, any age and if you get the vaccination, then you won't get the uh, HPV that causes warts. Sex is dangerous. Yeah, so you got to be oh, careful. Oh, yeah. I was in Baja with my sister in Mexico a couple weeks ago and we were with this guy. She got a Fulbright fellowship with a bunch of other people and lived in Spain for a year. And one of the guys on the trip was this brilliant young doctor. He was a Fulbright fellow. So one of the sharpest minds in the country. He's like 23 or 24. Wow. Brilliant guy. And uh, I asked him, I, I go, so, I mean, he was talking about working on cadavers, doing all these studies. He's worked in all these different branches of medicine already. He might be like 25. And I go, okay. I'm talking to one of the most brilliant medical minds in the young minds in the country. Tell me what is the biggest threat to human health of everything you've seen and you've seen a lot. And without hesitation, he goes, humans. He goes, the biggest threat to your health is you. That's number one threat. And the second biggest threat to your health are others. Wow. And did it he really made me think like, 
uh, we're talking about sex and STDs and yeah. death and all that, and it's like it's true. Did like, he mean like dietary and lifestyle stuff? Mm-hmm. He meant everything. And and I, when I've thought about it, like when my health has been the worst, it's always because I'm either I'm putting myself in jeopardy in some way, whether it's like yeah, yeah. cigarettes or drugs or unsafe this or that. It's true. Yeah, it's not. I mean, isn't that how you get sick? Is just like someone coughs and you like get it, like. Yeah, but like, or you are stressed out from getting a green card, yeah. and so you get a cold, Phil. You yeah. know, like it's yeah, it's right. everything we do to ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it was like an interesting. But it is theory. that is an interesting like thing to just like hear. It's like where are because I don't know though. My dad's friend has like two amputated toes and is really in bad shape, and it lives in. It, he's like spends his life in a wheelchair now, and. I just think about him all the time, like his health has deteriorated so much. And it's because, and nobody wants to say it, but he's an alcoholic. He's never gotten help. Yeah. And he continues to drink. He's been told multiple times that, sorry, I'm getting a text. Yeah. He's been told multiple times that he um, has to stop and he can't and won't. So that's what it made me I think I mean, that's, that's the whole thing of like, I think it you know the worst i've ever felt in my life is being hung over and like that's the sickest i've ever felt i think in my life and you get no no one has any sympathy for you when you are hung over yet we have sympathy for a guy who has missing two toes is missing two toes because of the same reason because yeah. he drank too much uh-huh. but it's not a dr- like or people who get cancer from smoking like they still deserve our sympathy and it's awful they get sick, but like we do it to ourselves. Like the, all these things are kind of preventable. It's true. Maybe more of us are like, I don't know if we're addicts than we think, but it's just people eating garbage. It's, it's upsetting. Like it, there's just not enough education. I feel like sometimes I feel like we're just little rats in a cage and we're like, like maybe I'll write a song about it. Like a smashing pumpkin song, yeah. but no, like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like just drinking the sugar water over and over and over. Cause you have to, cause you're like compelled to like, yeah. what is driving you toward that cigarette? It's not that you want it and you love the taste of cigarettes, but people think they do. You're hooked. Yeah. They think I people remember quitting and being like, no, I love it. I love, but I love the way they make, they, it wakes me up. It makes me stay focused. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And anyone who says they like the taste of alcohol, you're lying to yourself. Really? I like the taste of scotch. You don't I like do. it. I do. I like scotch. You're, no, you like I the way it makes you right feel. Now. You like the way it makes uh, you feel. And you've associated that with the taste. But oh, it is really? not. You do not. Alcohol is a poison. It is It is something that when you, if you were a baby and someone put, did a vial of scotch in your mouth, you mm-hmm. would gag and try to get it out. You wouldn't be like, mm, what is that, a 1957? Like, you wouldn't, there's there was nothing about, like, just think about some, when you're a baby and you eat something. And I know on- onions don't really fit this, and we do, like, when you're a baby, you hate onions and you develop a like for them. So I don't really know how that fits in. But alcohol is, by nature, a poison. Is that from that book? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the book's supposed to be great. It is. It's the best book ever. About that. The easy way to stop smoking. Yeah. Um... When you were smoking, did you smoke on you? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I never, I never smoked. But uh, do you think like, okay, this is terrible for me. I am gonna quit. But just yes. today's a terrible time to quit yes. or whatever. Oh, okay. Exactly. All yeah. right. It's the same with drinking. When people say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit after Christmas," because Christmas I gotta drink. My family always drinks, so yeah. I got, I'm gonna quit. It. But then what is it? New Year's, and you're like, "I'm gonna quit after New Year's because New Year's I always drink." And then 
it's Martin Luther King Day, and you're like, I got a drink on Martin Luther but, King Day. But no one. There's but, always an excuse. But yeah. smoking is hands down. No one's like, oh, you can have a cigarette, and it's not that bad. But drinking, yes, they are. No. They say sometimes that all the time. they say. My but there's that way. She smokes one cigarette every three months, maybe. Oh well, no, that's not true. But she's one of those people that can drop it. But there are, but there are some medical studies that say like a drink or like a certain number of drinks a week is not harmful and possibly good for you. Right. Not good. It's, I know they say it's good. For, there's no way it's good for you. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think there are studies that say that. I, yeah, I know there, there probably are, are but that. I think they're bullshit. Right. Uh, I, I think that some people can drink and they don't have a problem. That's, yeah, I we've talked about that. Before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. It's just the nature of being an addict or not. Right. Like if you're drinking to push something down or you're smoking, I would smoke so I wouldn't like eat or I wouldn't, uh, I would just have something to do that I wouldn't have to think about what was going on in my life that was stressing uh-huh. me out. Yeah. But it would just cause me more stress because it causes your blood pressure to skyrocket yeah. and all that stuff. My thing is I just think you just need to go into the ring with things until they kick your ass. And so I have no judgment about when that day comes for somebody. Because for me, I had to go into the ring with cigarettes multiple times. And drinking multiple times before I was like, I have a little bit of an kick. I disagree with that. And just, I think some people just are like, I don't care. Like they just don't care. Like I know some people in my immediate life who are like, I'm never going to quit. I like it. And it's a, it's only caused me problems from my, the evidence that is shown, but I'm not going to quit because I like it and I'm selfish. And I think some people don't want to ever get in the ring with it and they're in the ring with it, but they'll never acknowledge that they're in the ring with it. And those people I don't, I am very angry with. You are? Why? Yeah, because it's like, because they're addicts and they won't even try to like see, they're so stuck in their, I mean, I feel sorry for them, I guess, but I also, and I'm probably talking about like one or two people in my life, but it's like, I I just, me, myself, I don't I guess I'm being selfish because I'm coming at it from my point of view. When I realized I had a problem and that it was affecting me from being a good person, I did something about it. And yeah, I still have things that I would like to change about myself, but I'm at least attempting to do work on myself. People who don't do work on themselves, I just don't get. Yeah, and I don't strange. really have sympathy for. Mm. I, have symp- I don't know. One of my closest friends, like I'm as close to him as you could possibly be without being related type thing. Yeah. He smokes so much. And is just completely fine with it. But like gets up, I stay at his place all the time. He gets up in the middle of the night to have like a butt. Mm-hmm. And it, it does, it's, it does freak me out. But he doesn't, he has that book he, and he just hasn't read it. Well, whatever. the fact that he has the book is actually more than a lot of people can do. Smoking is different. I feel like smoking, I just think like smoking's not ruining your, I mean, it'll eventually give you cancer. But like I think a person who's drinking and the consequences are immediate and yeah. like their relationships suffer and like, yeah their kids resent them and their partners resent like to not like look at yourself and be like, I need, I I mean, I guess they just got to hit a bottom, but I think some people just like refuse to. And it just is. Some people are in a situation where they are not going to hit rock bottom because they're financially secure and they have people that are going to facilitate. Enabling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. It's, I guess I'm mad at enablers too, but I guess I've enabled people before. I don't know. I, I'm just being angry today for some no, reason I hear about you. it. Like I, it, for me, it's like I just work just so a, hard on myself, and I just hate to see people around me who don't, who need it so much more, and not maybe not so much more. I don't mean to judge, but 
who need help and they just will not acknowledge it. And they won't, people who say like, oh, I don't need to go to therapy. It's like you need it so badly, but they're yeah. too stubborn. Yeah. Stubbornness really bothers me. Like not being able to admit you're wrong or have a problem. I'm talking about my parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I grew up in a house that like, we just don't, my parents do not apologize to one another, to me. To, like there's no apologies that happen. They'll show some like remorse in, in different ways, but like a straight up, like I'm sorry has never happened. And so I've become like kind of obsessed with apologizing almost to a point where people are like, stop saying sorry. Mm. But I just, it's just so frustrating to me that people don't, my parents don't. Yeah. This is about your parents and I love them. <laughs> it is, it all, it, it all trickles back to your parents. I think, or like for me. Any, no, I think it's like that with everybody. Yeah, like anytime I have any issue with anyone, my, my therapist is always like, who does that remind you of? And it's just one of two people, always. Yeah. It's never like, oh, my mailman. It's <laughs> it's always mom or dad. It's so fucked. I get that though, like having that big reaction like you have whenever I have something like that where I'm like, but it makes me mad and I'm like, this person yeah. should get help and like, why don't you change? For me, it's just like an indicator that it's 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 bringing up something with me. It's like somebody just holding a mirror up to me. And yeah. It, you know, my life can feel controlled and that's just an, an illusion when I have all these things figured out. And I, like, this is how I run my life. And then when I see somebody else running their life in a different way, it can freak me out like that's you it. and make me really upset because it's like, wait, you're telling me that life is in the gray area and it's out of control. And like, you're, you're sort of like fucking with my sense of this illusion of having everything under control. Right. And I do, and when you said that, that's so true because I do, there's tons of things that I should be doing to better myself that I am also in denial of and on smaller scales or bigger scales. But like because I fixed the drinking thing and the pot smoking, I feel like I've done like I feel like really accomplished. Whereas I don't know, my, totally, my mom's too. built some shit that's pretty cool that I could never do. You know, like she's she she's focused she like builds things. She's she's done like stonework in our house and like really yeah. She I like channels all of her energy into like building stuff and um. So I don't know. What I, if there's just you, like a someone huge could structure? Anya knows you know stuff about me that I, like I, I could totally be working on that I'm not because I'm not ready to. And so I am being judgmental only because I am projecting. Do you envy? And I know that. I think you're amazing though, and you get. Yeah, I mean, I am, but... <laughs> Do you envy people? You're so amazing. Like, I have friends that are would just not let whatever someone else is doing bug them. They're just, like, accept people for who they are or whatever. And do you envy that? Yes, I'm like, how are you so unmoved and zen all the time? Yeah. Wait, it what do you mean? Who are these people? <laughs> like, my mom will say, Anuta, Anichka, you cannot let someone hurt your feelings. Like, if she hurts my feelings or she's late for something, I'll be like... You know, when you make me late for this, it really, it really angers me. Like when I said we're leaving at ten thirty, you yeah. said great, and then we left at ten fifty-five. You know, you can't let someone hurt your feelings. I'm like, that's such a cop out. Like, stop being so Buddhist about everything. Like, have some accountability. But she's really unmoved; doesn't react to anything, and that pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> Again, my mom. <laughs> uh, I have a yeah. I have my uh, my friend that smokes. Uh, he he's just so mellow and nothing. Like I'll be like, just like. If I'm offended by something or if someone does something that irritates me, he'd be like, oh, I'm sure it's cool. Like, I'm sure. But he never gets, it never rat like nothing rattles him. Yeah, that's, 
That's be that would be interesting. And he would not like say we're talking about someone who drank too much. If we had a friend who was drinking too much, she'd be like, I'd be like, oh my god, like I'm like worried about this guy or girl or whatever. And he'd be like, "Uh, I'm sure they'd be cool. Like I'm sure it's fine. Whatever. Well, that's that's I feel like just denial. Whereas like I I think the healthy way to go for me is like. I've just kind of given up on people. I'm just like, I can't control what they do. Go do it. Like I've, I've quit trying to change people or like fix people or like I had a, I was working with a friend this weekend who's like, I'm really worried about my roommate. He's, you know, drinking too or drinking too much. And he's like, I I think I need to do an intervention. I'm like, no, you don't because it's not going to work. Like he's got his girlfriend that's enabling, like you putting together a little group of comics isn't going to change any, like, you can't fix everyone, and I think that's a, a big like we try to fix. You are the same way. Like yeah. when we're feeling stressed, we try to fix people around us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I feel like that your your friend Phil and yeah. what what Nikki's talking about. I feel like in a way maybe he's not exactly there, but I feel like that's the healthiest way to be. He, I mean, he is one of the most ha- like mentally healthy humans I've ever met happy. in my life. Yeah, he's a happy dude. He but. He's like, he doesn't have like high highs and lows. I feel that he's just kind of even killed. So then I don't think he ever feels the like, that's, that's you know, it, man. super pumped, you know, but then again, he doesn't feel like the super like, oh, I'm super bummed out. Like he's just kind of even killed. Yeah. That's you, what, you've met a normal person. I no. Think. Yeah. yeah I've met one. I've met one. Honestly, that is a, uh, when I'm in therapy, my therapist always says like, you don't want these, you don't want to feel super great. And ma- like it's, that's manic. Like, it sounds like we're saying like, oh, it sucks he doesn't have those. But it's g- you just always want to stay even. Yeah. You're never better than anyone else. You're never worse than anyone else. You're never. <laughs> There's you like know. a voice in my head right now that's like, no, that's the bad news. Yeah. I'm always chasing that thing, even though now it's like with like tea. I can have it with tea. We've talked about this before. Tea and a piece of chocolate or whatever. Where I'm just looking for that wave of euphoria that's like. Oh my God! I reached it. I can do anything today. I have ultimate confidence. Wait, what I do you mean hope. tea with chocolate? I don't. If I have enough black tea with chocolate, oh right, you I feel get, that high. Yeah, I can manufacture a few moments of those high highs, and of that's like, what I'm chasing. But then there's the come down. Yeah, and and it's and I, I almost like get the sense that I freak people out when I'm on that level. <laughs> like I I have enough awareness that. Yeah. You know, I think people that have bipolar maybe don't have the awareness, but I'm I'm not bipolar, so when I have those manic moments, I think, oh, I can tell on people's faces, like, will you calm down a little bit? Like, I'll just be talking too fast and too excited. Yeah. And it's, uh, I want to share something that happened to me, um, and I think you'll both, I think this is a kind of interesting story. Maybe not, but here we go. I was at Equinox, and it kind of talks about what we were doing. I was uh, getting on a stair climber, and they were all packed except one. And so I usually don't like to work out next to people because I get competitive. But this time I was like, you know, screw it. So I climbed up on this thing. And Wait, when I get, how do you compete on a stairmaster? Go oh. faster and longer oh, okay. than the other girls. And uh, Like you can see their numbers or just by speed? Like, you can tell, like, the speed okay. they're going. And then, uh, f- yeah, I just it just gets in my head. It has nothing to do with them. It's all me. But... Um, so I get on the machine and there's like a dirty towel on the top, right? And um, and I'm already up there. You have to like climb the stair climber to get up there. It's not like a treadmill where you just walk on. It's like a mounting, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up there and there's a dirty towel and there's nowhere to like set it because the stair climbers are all like all next to each other. 
So I just take it and I like flung it in front of me onto the, trying to hit the treadmill in front of me. Like there's nobody on treadmills in front of me, a whole row of them. But uh, I was trying to get it on like the front of the treadmill where it had been on the front of my stair climber. But it just kind of like flew and just went down on onto the treadmill. So the girl next to me is wearing headphones and she just takes one off and she goes, like she's wearing like the big headphones. And she's like, what was that? And I was like, I'm sorry. I just, it was dirty towel. Was that yours? I was like, you can have one of mine because I had two. And she goes, no, that was just like, ugh. And she pressed stop on her machine. She climbed down, got my towel. And I go, really? <laughs> and she goes, I work here. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> and then she walks over and she's just like, and she takes it to the thing and she's walking back and she's just like, that was just like, she was just like so judgmental and like disgusted with me. And I go, ugh, fine. And so I climbed down and I was like, ugh. And I did the same reaction and I walked over to like the furthest treadmill away from her and I couldn't stop thinking about her. Like I couldn't. Yeah. She shamed me so hard. I felt disgusting because I did I something it. like that she was just disgusted by. People around me saw and she's like, I work here. So I felt disrespectful, which maybe it was to throw. It, it definitely was. I could have just set it down next to me or put it on. But she was just like so grossed out by me. And I, I ran harder than I've ever run because I was just like, oh, I fucking I was fueled by hatred. And I was thinking of all the things I wanted to happen to her. Like I was like, first of all, I wanted her house to burn down. Oh, my God. That was my first thought. And then I go. Maybe she has animals or something, so maybe that's not good. And I don't want her to lose everything. She just got mad at me about a towel. And then I was like, okay, I want her to break her leg. Oh my god! But she has insurance, so it's not she's not totally screwed, oh right? So, and and it's totally she recovers eventually. Like it's totally heals eventually. But not I do want her to break her she leg. She doesn't have a limp. No, she definitely has like a cast for as long as a broken oh, okay. leg. So she can't work out, which is what she loves. Like yeah. I just. And I figured out exactly what I want. Oh yeah, definite weight gain. So uh -huh. I wanted I wanted her to have all those things because she shamed me. And then I realized, why am I upset about? And I go, she's probably thinking the same thing about me right now. She wants bad things to happen to me, or maybe she's not. But I was like, you know, trying to find some kind of common ground with this girl. And I was also thinking, like, why did she get so mad at me? And I was like, it's probably because she's like that. And she hates that about herself because I know uh, that I would probably have the same. Re like, I hate when people do things that I do. So I was like, oh, maybe she's just like me. And she was just mad at herself. So then I took that back and I felt better about it. But then the next day I was there and I I didn't recognize her face because I was so scared to like look at her. So I, I didn't know what she looked like, but I'm looking around for like the headphones and I couldn't find her. And then I was on the, getting on the treadmill and I heard her voice like I just and she didn't. All she said to me was that was like. <sighs> And I just, and I work here and I recognized her voice from across the gym and I saw her and I was just like filled with that hatred again. And it fueled me. I, and I'm still passionately hate, I hate this girl. Seems and it's like you almost, you almost got to a point of compassion and resolution. Almost. But can I just make a point? If she works there, why didn't she pick up the fucking she towel? Was, it was all, like, she was off work. Like she was well, in regardless plain clothes. She, yeah. Top. Well, if she's like undercover work there. There's a dirty towel on one of the machines. If you're such a great employee, yeah, you can't stand to have it on. Then why didn't you pick it? Like, <laughs> what are you supposed to do with the dirt? Like, as if there's etiquette to like filthy sweat towels. This is my biggest. And complaint. I just picked it up like a like a yeah. you know gingerly like because I didn't want to like touch what, it. And what grab was it. that? Yeah, that was the way humans react to disgusting towels. That's yeah. what it was. It was it, Exhibit A. What was that? Okay, we're nearing the end. But yeah, I just just having an interaction like that where someone. 
looks at you like you're disgust. Like I already think I'm disgusting. And then when someone like verifies it that I don't know, and it's like a cool fit chick, it really felt, it was like the worst. I think it set me into like a shame spiral that day. Trigger. I think I ate like four gallons of Froyo that day. Oh, I'm so sorry. But it's just, it's so weird that a little thing like that can like set you off. Thank you. (laughs) But I also felt like, you know, I would probably be like a little bit like, well, that girl's weird. If I saw a girl just like throw a towel, <laughs> like, it's I don't just know. hard to know what somebody's intentions are. I could, she, like, the, it sounds like the space she was in that day, she was in a super judgmental place. She made assumptions about you and then you made assumptions about her. Have you read that book, The Four Agreements? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's so good. It's about these four agreements that you make with yourself in the world. And it solves every problem. Is it like Gabriel Marquis um, Iglesias? I think. <laughs> for agreements. Mar- yeah, there's like, there, it's like a three la- named. With the, with the, somebody from the Latin God, this community. is like the most misinformative misinform- <laughs> podcast it is ever. something like that. Anyway, one of them is don't make assumptions. Oh, really? And it's so How do you true. not do that? It's a, it's a lifelong spiritual practice. But I I lean on that a lot because I I almost beat up an old woman at a gym once. Cause what? I, I took a parking spot and sh- there's a, a Portland. It's a whole other conversation, but I not beat her up. Get but to we, the beating. In Portland, people are super, in my opinion, I lived there for three year, two and a half years. People are very considerate to the point of they hate your guts. They're so considerate, if it makes sense. They call it Portland aggressive. Uh-huh. So pulling into my gym, there are all these uh-huh. cars lined up t- waiting for spots. And meanwhile, they're blocking this highway. There's like a four lane highway and it's all oldies, like all old ladies parked in front of this gym. And it's just in my opinion, incredibly stupid to like park on a street, not on a, not where you can park in the lane. They're parked in a lane, a driving lane. It's that Louie joke of like, but I need to get to there. So I'm going to do that. Like oh, they yeah. just have a goal in mind and they won't yeah. like when you're driving, you're like, but I want to go there. I'm and I'm, <laughs> but yeah. I need to, exactly. and you're just like, no, you're breaking the law right now. And they're like, but no. So they're all waiting for this parking parking lot has like 20 spaces in it. And they're all waiting at the beginning of the lot. They're too scared to like edge in and see if maybe there are more spaces behind. Uh, There's four empty spaces. I cruise in. I pass them all. I see the four empty spaces and I go in. I and I'm walking into the gym and this old woman goes, excuse me, will you wait? Did you not see us wait? Did you take that spot? Is that your Volvo? And I go, yeah. And I took off my headphones and I just remember I was like, I'm so fucking ready for this bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, she had to be 80 years old. And she goes, you taken that's not the way we do it around here. And I go, oh really? And this is like seven months or eight months of built up anger at Portland. Uh-huh. And I was like, how do you guys do it around here? Why don't you tell me how you do it? Do you do it by just all six cars parking in the middle of a fucking freeway? Is that how you do it? Because guess how... Uh, the law does it. You're not actually allowed to park in a fucking freeway and there are four empty spots. Why don't you get in your car and cruise down over there and check them out? Why are you waiting here? Why are you waiting? And we just got into it and it was, and then I, I remember the last, like we went back and forth. There was a little crowd of people forming. Yes. And then she said to me a few times, well, you're very inconsiderate and, oh. and this is not how we do it around here. This is not how we do it in Portland. And then, uh, oh. And then I was like, well, however you do it in Portland is fucked 
is how you do it. And then she goes, she said one last thing to me. And I just remember I go, I go, get a life. And then I walked off and I put my headphones in. And for two brief, beautiful seconds, I felt so amazing and full of just the light of Adrenaline God and, and so good. And then I felt so terrible. horrible. And I was like, get a life. <laughs> like a 10 year old me just can't. Who says get the last the last time I said that was in fifth grade. Get a life. And then every time I saw her at the gym, I felt horrible. It was just I felt like I took poison. Yeah, it's it feels really ugly. I hated it. I hated it. It's I like after how it, that's how Joe DeRosa described to me like when he gets into it with a heckler like this it, it, you feel so excited <laughs> yeah. and so great right when you walk off stage and you're like oh, I just called that woman a cunt and like everything's and then like you're in a cab to the next gig and you're just like what the fuck did I just like you feel uglier than you've ever it's the worst feeling in the world following the best feeling yeah but it's instant like regret do you ever feel that with a heckler uh I only <clears throat> The only times, I, uh, no, I just need reassurance. Uh, there's been times when I, that I need reassurance from the other comic where I'm just like, that guy was out of control, right? Because right. I, I just had a thing uh, a couple weeks ago where this guy heckled the MC, heckled the feature. I went on stage and he started heckling me and I just kind of called him for exactly what his problem was, which what I diagnosed him with. And uh, he HPV. Yeah, <laughs> it's very common. Everyone's got it, so I figured I wouldn't be wrong. And he uh, he 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 got up and left. He got like he was he was nice. at like a, he was at a bachelor party, and he got up and left. And he clearly was a dick because if that normally happened, then the whole bachelor party would be against me. But the whole bachelor party was like stoked that uh. he left. And afterwards told me well, he was a friend of a friend. And of he was, course, he's he was one of those asshole. guys that like is just friends with one of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So it was kind of, but I remember doing it. And as I was saying, because I had this whole thing and it was just not going to sound funny now, but it, I was like, you clearly are having a problem with not being the center of attention. I'm just, you know, and, and kind of laid it out, which his, what his yeah. problem was. And he, it was obviously bang on because he got up and walked out. And then the rest of the show was, you know, was good. Yeah, uh, but I did feel a little bit afterwards. I was like, "Was it mean?" Like, that's, that's but it was effective. Doesn't sound like it really hurt you, though. Sound like you. Uh, okay no, I'm not you didn't one like of the. Get ugly. No, but it didn't hurt me, and that's probably why did I didn't he, make uh, the list last night, Nikki. Nicest comedians. Did you? Did you tell him to get a life? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. I hope that woman got a life. I Can hope we she call got a life. Episode get a life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll there make it a is. Note of it. And a final note, Miguel. Angel Ruiz before our agreements. Oh. oh. He's good. Um, on the next episode, we're going to talk about vibrators. Good night. Bye.